3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
4: Welcome in everyone to the early live. Live right here on SportsGrid on a Wednesday morning. I am Kevin Walsh joined by Donnie Wright as we have a lot to get to here on this Wednesday morning but first DRS how are you feeling
5: feeling good you know recharged ready here on a Wednesday time to get after it. and you said it right Kevin I don't think we have enough topics to talk about do we whoo 2 hours as we say no. is it Kevin really enough for us
4: it certainly isn't look there's there's seven headlines here if we get to four of them I I'd, I'd be proud as we begin in the NFL and no, we do not begin with Tom Brady retiring. Brian Flores, the former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, suing the NFL along with three teams including the Miami Dolphins, the New York Giants, and the Denver Broncos uh, over discrimination. He alleges throughout his firing process in Miami and the hiring process involving the Giants and the Broncos claims that Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, asked him to tank, offering him $100,000 for every loss in his opening season in Miami and saying that his interviews with the Giants and the Broncos were, in his words, sham interviews and not really true to the process here, Donnie. A lot to unpack with Brian Flores suing the NFL.
5: A ton. And we're going to have a pretty good segment on this because the NFL needs changes and change is a coming here for how you're actually going to pick select head coaches and why we need much more of a bucket there for the minorities to try to work their way into head coaching positions. I think what Brian Flores says is correct here because before we, you know, expound on the topic. If anybody wants to believe like Brian Flores is a pretty good head coach in the NFL. We were shocked, both of us, when he got fired by the Miami Dolphins. But the fact that the Giants seemingly already had their guy in place and were really bringing in Brian Flores for a second look to eh, maybe change our mind, some people can see right through that stuff, and that does need to change in the NFL it
4: certainly does bill belichick text messages being included here throughout this process there is some uh, rumors within this miami situation that ross wanted flores to bring in a quarterback and kind of break the tampering rules and there's a lot of signs that that might have been tom brady who again we will talk about here and the interesting part and i'm excited because of course donnie and i will break this down but we're also going to have the opportunity to talk to rick harrow of course sports grid sports business analyst who will really help us you know understand a lot of the legality going on here because also like donnie brian flores you know at least up until recent was interviewing for multiple head coach openings within the houston texans and the new orleans saints
5: Yes, and there's still a lot of job openings left out there, so at this point, he's basically saying, like, now, I don't feel like going on multiple interviews where I don't feel like I'm going into the room, Kevin, and having a fair shake at these, and that's going to change a lot of things, the way the NFL optics work, and who's going to be getting interviews, and why you're getting interviews, so it'll be interesting to see it, but, you know, talking about public pressure playing out now, this is the Mm -hmm. time where the NFL, Kevin, all they want to focus on is the Super Bowl, and now you're pushing something to the front table here, and it's going to get dealt with.
4: Yeah, it certainly is, and I will say, you know, at times, that two-week gap, you wonder, oh, what are you going to fill the time with? Yes. My goodness, there is plenty to fill the time with. Again, we will continue to unpack the Brian Flores situation there, but we will also talk about the official retirement for the best player in the history of the NFL in Tom Brady took to Instagram to uh, give his thank yous to Everybody that involved with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and nobody involved with the New England Patriots. And then about eh, an hour or so later, thanked the New England Patriots. But after 22 seasons in the NFL, Donnie, Tom Brady has called it a career.
5: Yeah, wasn't going to thank the Patriots here. And then he sort of gets tagged in it. You know, people on Twitter are like, I don't want to get him. Oh, you tagged me. I'll throw a like out there. Yeah, thanks for all it. Love it, guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I didn't really want to do that at that point here. But the interesting part about this whole thing, Kevin, was Tom Brady going on his podcast the day before going, you yeah, haven't thought about it that much. Yeah, it seems like he thought about it, mm-hmm. KW.
4: Yeah, I think he certainly did. The radio audience is in full effect. Appreciate all those tuned in to Sports Grid Radio listening to the early line on this Wednesday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie right side here going through the top headlines throughout the sports world on this Wednesday morning and sticking in the NFL. Jimmy Garoppolo, who I've been hard on. I appreciate his honesty here as Shanahan says, ah, we got a lot to digest. And John and she's like, ah, oh, we'll have our conversations. And Jimmy G's like, I just hope you trade me to a winning situation as an all signs indicate DRS that Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners will be parting ways sooner than later.
5: Yeah, Shanahan and Lynch picking up the phone. Jimmy G going, here's my list of teams I want to go to. Hanging up the phone <laughs> and just having a good belly laugh after that. See you when we see you, kid, is basically what that's going to be for Jimmy G.
4: I mean, at the end of the day, the cap hit when they cut him or trade him is the same. We'll see what they're able to bring back for Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll see what that list looks like there for Jimmy Garoppolo (laughs) as well. Switching over to the college game. And again, still a lot to, to unpack there. But Auburn truly making the case as the best team in the country put a century marker up on Alabama, 100-81, and also Texas Tech with some sweet, sweet revenge for their former head coach, Chris Beard, beating the Longhorns 77-64. to 64.
5: Yeah, looking at Auburn there. Fun team. They're like the anti-Virginia, right? All, slow it down, play good defense. Oh. This team is so much fun to watch. The tempo is there, and even though early on, it looked like that game was an under, uh-uh. As long as you're getting the shots up, they'll finally go in. That was an impressive performance by Auburn. It certainly was. College football makes the top marker
4: as well. Caleb Williams, the former OU quarterback, joins the former OU head coach, Lincoln Riley, in Southern California and is now going to be with USC. Updated Eisman odds, I assume, will have Caleb Williams right in the thick of things. And in the NBA last night, a bunch of good performances, but maybe none better than Giannis's 30-point triple-double in a win against the Washington Wizards. We take it right here to a break, but we come on back and continue to talk about Brian Flores and the NFL next
6: Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.
3: The legends
1: are true. Overwhelming power! Sauce of destiny. Yes!
4: Live here on a Wednesday morning, it down the biggest story in the NFL yesterday, where Brian Flores has sued the NFL and three teams in the league: the Miami Dolphins, his former team that he was coaching, as well as the Denver Broncos and the New York Giants. A lot to unpack here a number of reasons listed by Flores as to why these teams were included. The Broncos and Giants can be lumped in and described though as what he believes were were sham interviews, not really had in good faith, that they were simply satisfying the Rooney rule. And we will talk about those. The Miami Dolphins situation is a lot to unpack. An organization that a lot of people have felt has been dysfunctional for a while. If a lot of this is what is being said here by Brian Flores is true and we just don't know yet which is why i say the is because it's all alleged right now there is going to be significant ramifications in miami and there i think regardless looks like there could be significant ramifications throughout this entire process here but donnie your initial reaction to the news that Brian Flores, while still being, you know, within what felt like a lot of these coaching searches here, has ultimately decided he needed to take action and in the best chance for change for not just himself, but other minority head coaches, sues the NFL and three other teams.
5: Yeah, when you're scorned, right? Where you say, okay, I'm brought in to be a head coach of the Miami Dolphins. You basically cut my legs out to start my head coaching career. But we don't know what was implied before. Like, hey, there's going to be a long... You know, scenario here—it's going to take five years. We're going to have to really knock down the foundation of this franchise and build it back up. I thought he did a great job that first year. Obviously, it's one of those teams where you're like—I mean, I'm surprised he actually won two games, let alone one game or three games at that point. So then you move forward and you see the progression here. You get your young quarterback, you almost make the playoffs, and then by that third year—and the the thing that really tops it off, Kevin—is the spontaneous firing where you're saying to yourself, like, we saw him get let go. I said, man, I didn't see that coming at all. Like, you figured Brian Flores was one of those pillar pieces in the Miami organization. Now, we don't mm-hmm. know what goes on behind the scenes here. And I do want to start with, it's unbelievable that, you know, because I know owners talk and players talk and coaches talk, and some things are said off the cuff. But the fact is, it's a major no-no. The NFL hates tanking as it is. We can see teams clearly tanking. You just don't say it to people. Or you don't say it to coaches that you have a hostile work environment because it's pretty clear that we didn't see the interworkings of the Miami Dolphins and where there's smoke, there's fire. We're going to get a lot over the next week where how Brian Flores was inside the building who was against him, who was for him, what the players thought. You're going to get a lot of that coming in. But the initial reaction, everybody's going to be in the same boat here. Like, if you're Brian Flores and you get fired, you don't think you should have been fired, which, again, I say this. We did many a show where, wow, we're really surprised Brian Flores got fired there. thought he's one of the better up-and-coming emerging coaches. But if you're going on interviews now where you're legitimately going into – and we're we're human beings. You know right away, everybody probably watching this show or listening has been on an interview at one time or another. You can sit, whether it's one person, three person, five people from HR that want to know about you. You can read the room right away. Like, I'm giving answers here, and I'm not getting much feedback. I'm not talking about talking where the guy on the left looks like he's not even paying attention. One other guy is checking his watch at this point. What am I actually doing here? Is this a legitimate interview? Do I have a chance to get this job? And the minute you sit down, because Brian Flores dates it back to what, 2019 with the Denver Broncos, going, okay, I'm here to get mm-hmm. a job. You guys are late. You come in disheveled. You smell like alcohol. The interview probably lasts an hour. Thanks, we'll get back to you. And say, said, man, what happened there? But then he gets the head coaching job with Miami, gets fired, and maybe thought he shouldn't have gotten fired, and then goes on other coaching interviews where maybe he's getting that same vibe like, boy, I'm a hot candidate just because I'm a minority, and that's why I'm here. Do I really have an honest chance at this job? And then even though you're thinking about that, Bill Belichick fires off text going, congratulations, you're the coach of the Giants. Mm -hmm. Well, wait a second. I didn't complete the process here. Oh, my bad. I must have had the wrong text message. So right away, and then he goes into that job interview, probably steaming with the New York Giants going, I already have intel that I'm not the coach, but you're putting on this sham and running me through the facility and meeting Mm -hmm. everybody when I probably don't have any chance to win. That would make anybody upset. Forget minority. Anybody would be upset with that type Mm -hmm. of sham.
4: Yeah, and look for, you know, the Bill Belichick part of it, right? Whether whether Bill thought he was texting Brian Dable or misread a prior text message that made him think it was Brian Flores who got the job, that is certainly a damning piece of evidence. There was some uncertainty around how the Rooney rule would apply to the New York Giants in that instance there because they had interviewed multiple minority candidates but you need now with an update to the change have an in-person interview with a minority head coaching candidate and according to the Adam Schefter breakdown the Brian Flores interview that he was going in for was the first in-person minority interview which adds some validity to to the claim that it could have been a sham interview again simply breaking down the pieces here we don't know entirely what is true and what is not but that is where that criticism there of the rooney world certainly does have some validity i think the thing right now that i want to just kind of say off the top here though drs is there's a lot of people whenever situations like this come about will say why is it that we have to hire a minority coach can't we just get you know best person for the job. Can we just hire the top candidates? That's what everyone wants. And if you with a straight face are under the impression that that is happening as Brian Flores doesn't have a job, then you're not being honest. The first coach to win back-to-back seasons with the Miami Dolphins since 2003 a team, as we've talked about here, and again, some legitimate indications that really talk about what their goals were for his first year in Miami, that was built to go 0-16. He had them finish 5-4, and four, the final week of the season that year. They went to Foxborough, beat Tom Brady, and cost that group a bye week because of his ability to just be a tremendous head coach. Maybe the first AFC East coach Ever that's at Bill Belichick's number, as Flores once again this year pulled off of a, a sweep of the New England Patriots there. Again, a team that went to the postseason. And that is where this all to me, Donnie, is going to continue to develop here because let's be honest, there are a lot of comparisons that can be drawn between Brian Flores. And Colin Kaepernick and not to reopen the Colin Kaepernick thing but there are plenty of people who went out of their way to say the reason Colin doesn't have a job is because he's not good enough which I think was very dishonest at the time But there is no one, Donnie, who I think with a straight face can try and pretend that Brian Flores is not an upper echelon coach in the NFL three years into it, and he has looked every bit the guy that any organization would be tremendously lucky to have in their building.
5: You're right, but also, you have to remember, this is still a corporate environment. Wins and losses matter a lot, but it's also relationships inside the building. If we could just flip it over, we're both Philadelphia Eagles fans. Chip Kelly gets hired to be the Philadelphia Eagles head coach. 10-6 and six his first year, wins the division. 10-6 and six the next year, just misses the playoffs, gets fired before he even completes his third year. Not because of the winning on the football field, which he had the division and obviously you know had the two winning seasons before the final one. It's because he alienated every single person in that building where Jeffrey Lurie had to say, I need my franchise back. Every time we walk in here, it's a miserable experience because of you. Now, it's not to say that because, again, we don't know the inner workings in Miami, but something was clearly amiss between the owner, the GM, and the front office where we can't get through to this guy. Yeah, he's a great coach, but I can't walk into his office and have an honest conversation with him because something goes, hey, whether it's Flores' fault, whether it's the front office' fault, because the one thing that we do know with the Miami Dolphins This isn't a pillar organization that has been fantastic over the past 25 years. Like, Mm -hmm. boy, that's really outlandish here. How could this happen? It seems like there's a lot of dysfunction in Miami. But we have to keep in mind that it's still a corporate environment where regardless of results on the field, you have to get along with everybody in the building. And if there is friction, you're going to have one of those battles, which is what we saw. It was Brian Flores versus Chris Greer, and Chris Greer won.
4: And the interesting thing, though, is if – Perhaps he couldn't or those relationships fell apart in Miami, right? That doesn't, though, you know, justify all of these other places. Because I think, again, people being honest would say that Miami has been a place of dysfunction. And it also is a, is clear from this reporting that the Flores-Miami relationships seemingly were torn from the beginning because he won Too many football games? That is, again, a tough pill to swallow. We will continue to break this all down and unpack everything else in the sports world here on The Early Line on a Wednesday morning.
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's
0: peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
6: Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support,
4: Back right here on the early line Brian Flores' lawsuit against the NFL and three of the teams within the league. In, in our number two, we're going to bring Rick Harrow on to talk a little bit more about the legal ramifications here. I think there is a lot to try and understand if Stephen Ross legitimately offered a hundred thousand dollars to Brian Flores for every game he lost. I don't think there's a way he can really keep his ownership status in the NFL like that. I don't see – like, just quickly, Donnie, right? If he yeah. was basically incentivizing losing, that is – like, you talk about the Pete Rose thing, right? We recently were discussing, like, the Hall of Fame and betting against his team. There's no way Stephen Ross can could survive
5: that be, being true, Right? Correct, because actions sometimes speak louder than words. What I mean by that is you can trade away all your draft picks in the NFL, and they'll say, okay, they're just building for the future. You can't actively, mm-hmm. like, throw a game. Like This is why we don't see teams, like, take a knee from the first right. quarter to the fourth quarter in the last four weeks of the mm-hmm. season so they get the number one overall pick. It's done in other ways. Yeah. Oh, this guy's got a hamstring injury. Yeah, we're going to sit him out and put him on IR. I want to get a look mm-hmm. at this quarterback here. That's the way you do it in the NFL. But also, I can't imagine – like Stephen Ross walking in to Brian Flores's office, sitting down and goes, "I'm being serious here. Uh, I'll pay you in crypto, 100 grand a game if you lose, you know, 16 games this year." That couldn't have happened. I almost can kind of imagine the the relationship was sort of strained to begin with all along, is what I'm imagining. Where maybe he steps in and goes, "Hey, man." Like, you know, We're looking for high draft picks, man. I'll, I'll pay hundred grand for a loss. and sort of like almost like a joke there. But the other guy going, I can't even believe he's telling me this right now. Even if it's a joke, you can't say that. So the NFL usually mm-hmm. is about integrity on the football field, which is why the huge story with Tom Brady and Deflate and you're going to ruin the integrity of the game. Yeah. This is terrible here. And I doubt it was actually going to go forward. But just the questioning of it with legalized gambling coming in and what that means like hold on now you're actively telling a coach Mm -hmm. to throw a football game you can't do that as an owner you can't
4: you you absolutely cannot and that will be really interesting to to see play and again we'll be able to unpack that a little bit more with Rick Harrell what I wanted to quickly bring up though is within this lawsuit there are a couple of points that Flores and the you know the legal team who kind of released all of uh, some of the statements here put out that they want to see addressed and I just want to read these uh these four bullet points or five bullet points that they've here uh which say they want to increase the influence of black individuals in hiring increase quote the objectivity of hiring slash terminating GMs head coaches and coordinators increase the number of black coordinators incentivize hiring slash retention of black gms head coaches and coordinators as well as transparency of pay for gms head coaches and coordinators this is something that is i believe donnie i think a lot of people would agree this is something that goes beyond brian flores looking out for brian flores i believe him when he says he is looking to make league wide change Thoughts on, you know, how the NFL gets there? Because I think we we both certainly agree this morning that there is change that needs to be made here throughout the NFL
5: there is change coming here and it, we're talking about the pool that you're going to be able to pick from for minority candidates or any candidates for that matter so when we try to take a look at you know some of the minority coaches that are still around here and have had coaching jobs it's not a great pool like Todd Bowles Jim Caldwell Leslie Frazier Vance Joseph Marvin Lewis and Raheem Morris the reason I bring those up because they already had head coaching jobs here and you take a look at some of the records like Todd Bowles 24 and 40 Leslie Frazier 21 and 32 Vance Joseph 11 and 21 you know Raheem Morris 21 and 38 some of the younger guys Jim Caldwell who's a very very good coach there for the indianapolis Colts and then also for the detroit lions he was 62 and 50 in his career and marvin lewis maybe the best job of all time because he was in cincinnati on a shoestring budget and still ended up 131 and 122 so when we're talking about changes that need to be mm-hmm. made here kevin it's about getting more candidates into the field now, you take a look, and you know me, I, I love to equate things to other sports. When you take a look at Major League Baseball, trying to get the minorities into the game more here, particularly African Americans. So, what do they do? Reviving baseball in inner cities, the RBI program, flood major markets here, the Philadelphias, the Bostons, the Los Angeles, big markets here, inner city, where kids aren't playing baseball anymore, and say, hey, look, This game is great. We want you to play this game because the more kids that play it at a young level, five, six, seven years old, play through high school, go to college, enter into the the, uh, minor league ranks, and then head into Major League Baseball, it's the same thing that needs to take place here in the NFL, Kevin. And it's not so much as players because we say to ourselves, okay, the league is 70% minority here that's playing. So you're saying, well, there should be a lot of guys getting into the coaching ranks. Ask yourself this, you just got done a career where you've made, I don't know, 10, 15, 20, 30, 100 million dollars. Coaching is an extremely hard profession, not to say it can't be fun and you love to do it, but the hours are unbelievably tough. So usually in the coaching ranks, you start young, Kevin, 21, 22, 23 years old, just out of college, where money really isn't the object for you. You just want a job, an internship, unless we like to say the Baltimore Ravens with their 20 and 20 program, hire 20 young kids, $20,000 a year, work them to death over a year and see who really wants to come back into this game so why not go into the collegiate ranks here there are thousands upon thousands of minorities you know uh, white players whoever it might be that want to get into the coaching ranks and no they're not playing another down of football in professional ranks so get them into the pool here what happens if each and every organization had to hire 10 minorities right out of college as interns or paid intern coaches here to get them in and say okay at the end of the year you might be left with three per team but those three now are flooding the ranks oh man these kids really get it and over time it's not an overnight success here three years, five years, 10 years, all of a sudden that pool grows immensely and say, wow, instead of just Brian Flores interviewing for jobs where I need to clear a Rooney rule, I have 10 candidates here that I really want to interview who are minorities. If you make the pool deeper, much more is going to happen in the future of the NFL, just getting these guys in the room. Why? Because there'll be so many great candidates, you can't turn your back.
4: And I think there's definitely merit, Donnie, to trying to increase the pool because the more, the better. But also, I don't think we can, and I'm not saying that you are, pretend as if it's that, oh, there are no good candidates. We've talked about the enemy before. I get it. Maybe he doesn't call the plays. Maybe he does, you know, they send the mixed reports out from Kansas City. At the end of the day, Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson, in the same exact situation, were hired out of Kansas City, both had levels of success. Nagy won a coach of the year and went to the postseason multiple times in Chicago. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. How is Eric Bieniemy, who has been with Patrick Mahomes all four years, as the offensive coordinator, still without a job? You mentioned a name there in Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell with success in Detroit that they have not even come remotely close to repeating since Jim Caldwell left. People say they want offensive minds. That's what Jim Caldwell does. Jim Caldwell not able to get back into the NFL as a head coach. And we've talked about the, the quality of hires up until this point. And truthfully, right, the New York Giants are involved in this. Brian Dable, might, maybe was, the best coaching candidate out there because he checked a lot of the boxes in terms of a young, offensive mind, right? And there's some value around that. It's a job well done by the New York Giants, ultimately, right? There's, and, and you continue to go through the list. And there's, there's coaching hires that make sense. But there is going to be one team that is going to consistently likely be brought up in this, and there's every single reason for it to be. The Chicago Bears hiring Matt Eberflus. Oh, we want an offensive guy. Nope, you hired a defensive coordinator. We want a guy who is younger, 11 years older than Brian Flores. Well, we want a guy with legitimate experience. Never been a head coach there. There is, quite literally, Donnie, not a single argument for Matt Eberflus over a Brian Flores there and now it is not to single out Matt Eberflus or single out the Chicago Bears but it is something that we have seen here I under the more candidates the better no disagreement there Donnie but they're not the candidates that are right there in front of them are good enough and not being selected on a consistent basis
5: No, you're right. There's a lot of validity to that. There really is. But when you're looking from a point of, okay, so Brian Flores, keep in mind, Brian Flores just had a coaching job. So it's not as if he was passed over before. He might be getting passed over this time around and follows the lawsuit. We get that. And also you take a look at Eric Biennium, who's been in the NFL for a long time. It's not as if he can't get an interview. He's had probably dozens of interviews and hasn't found himself in the head coaching position. Now also keep in mind, We're not done the hiring cycle here. There's probably a reason here, Kevin, where you haven't seen a lot of these coaches move because they're waiting until the end of the playoffs to make that decision here. Now, also, there's one guy out there who I thought Brian Dable, for me, and even this goes last year, was the best overall candidate on the market regardless. Mm -hmm. He gets a job with the Giants. I think that's a great fit. I would have hired Brian Dable more than anybody else on the market. Same thing with the Chicago Bears. I thought Dable would have been a perfect situation. But there's one guy on the market that makes a lot of sense who now should be getting interviews and probably get a hug coaching job. It's Byron Lefwich, Because we talk about if you just play off one or another, mm-hmm. whether or not you want the enemy or Leftwich. We always say like the enemy. He doesn't call the plays in Kansas City, but he is with Andy Reid under his wing learning that offense. He's probably going to get a look sooner or later at this point. But Byron Lefwich, that's his offense for the tampa bay buccaneers you can't tell me mm-hmm. after he ran the show with you know Jameis winston who had a lot of turnovers but that offense moved it up and down the field then gets tom brady and how easy it would have been for tom brady to come like look this is my offense and, like you, you just stand over here on the sideline no Brady respected Byron Lefwich. and for the fact of the matter is, like, Jacksonville and Lefwich is such a perfect match here for that organization, and he hasn't Mm -hmm. been hired yet. I'm waiting to see because I think we're going to get a lot of movement here before the Super Bowl with some of these hirings, now that the enemy is out of the playoffs, and obviously the same thing with Brian Lefwich down in Jacksonville, or excuse me, going to Jacksonville, possibly from Tampa Bay.
4: And to add to the Leftwich point, though, it's almost the perfect example of kind of what's kind of happening here, where there seems to be a big kind of standoff between Trent Baalke, who's currently in position, right, and Byron Leftwich, and Baalke doesn't want to give up any of the control, and Byron Leftwich is not only is not only saying, "Listen, we need to move on from Baalke," but I have a minority perfectly suitable candidate for you to bring in as your general manager and adrian wilson there and again we're sat here with the jacksonville jaguars who had more time than any to go through their coaching process with still no answers and i wonder if this could have some ramifications into their process as well we will circle back to this with an hour number two but up next it's hot or not and it's all about the goat tom brady that's next right here on sports Grid.
0: That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Breezes, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
6: Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.
1: The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes.
4: Hot or not time here on the line, and all revolves around Tom Brady officially retiring yesterday from the NFL though genuinely the way he phrased it I feel like he maybe opened it back up to that he can come back because he's like I'm not it's not about retirement I'm not going to make the commitment to competing yada 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 very Tom Brady everything that you would expect but I think we will toss this up here in a very simple way that will allow us to approach the official retirement of Tom Brady from any angle that we so please DRS nice and simple here hot or not Tom Brady is the
5: goat yes very simple it's a very easy layup question as always like to say KW hands the assist off you know DRS with the flush. It's ready to go. Tom Tom Brady is the greatest football player of all time, and it's not even questionable at this point. There was a time, Kevin, around like 2010, 2011, I was already saying he's the best football player that I'd ever seen talking about those new england patriots teams with not the greatest talent on offense and every time you needed somebody to deliver it was tom brady the ridiculous statistics in the nfl i believe it's been a long time checking i think he won like his first 10 playoff games just something absurd like that and when you look at the list of accomplishments that he has it's almost impossible to read and the first two that stick out the most seven time super bowl champion Like, more than any other franchise has done in, like, 100 years of the NFL. Then you take a look here overall. 5 times Super Bowl MVP, which means he dominated in the biggest game possible. Every single time you saw Tom Brady on the football field, you knew you had the advantage. And from a handicapping perspective, we talk about, you know, this day and age. Hey, I don't want to go against Kansas City because Patrick Mahomes, it's so tough. But going against Tom Brady for the last 20 years, how profitable could that have been? Like, oh, yeah, Brady's uh, only minus or getting three points in this game. Yeah, let me fade Tom Brady. Not so much at that point. By far the greatest football player of all time. Because some people, oh, he's the best quarterback of all time. No, 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 no. He is the greatest player to ever suit up in the history of the NFL. And with the way the NFL is evolving, Kevin, obviously people are going to put up big statistics. But with the amount of money Mm -hmm. these guys are making, Is anybody even going to want to play 20-plus years? Because you take a look at Patrick Mahomes, like, hey, that new breed of player, he just signed a contract for $500 million and makes millions Mm. more off the field in endorsements. So by the time he turns 35, is he going to say, you know what, boy, I would love to play till 45? For who, for what at that point now? Brady played at a time where he's doing something exceptional. We're into the future. I don't even think guys are going to play this long, let alone be allowed to play this long, because how can you be this good in your mid forties? I don't know how he did it, but by far the greatest of all time.
4: And the reality is, is of course, the, this is hot here with, when it comes to Tom Brady. We talk about the evolution of the sport, Nani. He went through the evolution, right? Like again, there, There are these similarities to, right, LeBron going from the, you know, lesser-spaced game to the way things kind of had to open up and operate here. You know, Tom Brady, in 2001's quarterback of the New England Patriots. Here we are in 2021. NFL looks very different. We're not handing it off and let's let defense win a game. And the thing about Tom Brady is it's not that he just, you know, oh, adapt and survive. No, it's adapt and thrive. MVPs going out there, Donnie, and ending his career leading the NFL in passing yards and passing touchdowns. And here is what I think will separate Tom Brady from everybody else. And it certainly has at the minimum from now until anyone that's ever played this game before him. It's about longevity. We can debate peaks all you want. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Peyton Manning, whomever you'd like to enter into that conversation. But if I give you one quarterback or really one player for the length of their career, there is no debate. He did this for over two decades. The highest level of quarterback play for an extended period of time that we have seen and the accomplishments are impossible to really wrap your head around seven Super Bowls five Super Bowl MVPs, three regular season MVPs, and I made this point a little bit yesterday, but also DRS, the comeback player of the year award, right? It's an award that you ever really want, probably not, but this is a guy that at the age of 31 tore his ACL and MCL and came back and said, yeah, don't worry. I got another decade plus in the tank, No problem. And I know people often talk about, oh, the system of New England without Tom. The year before the torn ACL was the year that the New England Patriots didn't lose a football game until the Super Bowl. He threw 50 passing touchdowns. So I know it doesn't sound like winning 11 games is a drop-off, but it actually was. It was five less wins than they had the year before. Tom Brady then went and did it somewhere else. Year one in Tampa, here's a Super Bowl. I know the roster was great. I know the defense was unbelievable throughout the postseason run. Does anybody think they won the Super Bowl without Tom Brady? And then again, this year, defense spends the entire season banged up. Wide receivers dropping left and right or retiring if they so feel in the middle of the games against the New York Jets. And they still go out there and put another win on the postseason resume. Win the NFC South. And the thing about brady that is so special as unfortunately peyton manning limps and even though he won a super bowl on his way out through the finish line ben roethlisberger limps through the finish line if brady would have came back next year he would have been a top five mvp favorite the bucks would have been a top five choice to win the super bowl and he would have been a top five quarterback in the nfl because he was just that great and he was that great his
5: entire career no and he has been and we let's talk about career right So you come out of high school here, you go to Michigan and it's sort of that underdog mentality. Well, wait a second, Tom Brady got a division one scholarship to Michigan. He's got to be a pretty good quarterback, understandable there, but also going in and trying to prove himself around that team where Drew Henson comes in that all world athlete, where enough to get him away, Drew Henson from baseball, Michigan basically said, you know what, you're going to be the starter no matter what. So Brady was battling that all through his college career and then winds up going to the combine and everybody's seen the pictures that have circulated over the past 24 hours and have always been around, you know, Tom Brady, running the 40 like oh my goodness man like your grandfather could run faster you know tom brady with a picture he was talking about like the meat market where it's like hey take your shirt off we'll take a picture and and weigh you and you know measure you and it looks like he barely lifted a weight in his life and then showing up to new England, hmm. it's one of my favorite quotes ever where early in his rookie camp robert Kraft comes down to watch a practice probably had no idea who tom brady was and tom brady walks up and goes Probably the best investment you've ever made here, and drafted me six overall. And Craig probably walks with, like, yeah, you'll be here for another two weeks, kid. And uh, you know, maybe I'll see you down the line at some point. <laughs> to come in and also upseed the the whole, you know, Drew Bledsoe getting injured and getting to a Super Bowl early in his career, where it's like, hey, you're double digit underdogs here to the Rams and winning that football game and in a great fashion, where you had to drive your team down in the field goal rage, and the legend began. And so many big games and big time events have happened because Tom Brady was in the NFL. It's an unbelievable story because this wasn't one of those you know spoon-fed number one picks of overall dominates all the way through always on the best football team how many times over the years with the New England Patriots that we take a look at Tom Brady going who are his wide receivers who are his running backs and why does he win a Super Bowl and you trade away Deion Branch's number one weapon all of that was because Bill Belichick knew I have the best football player alive no matter who I surround him with he is going to make them great and that's Tom Brady
4: It absolutely is. He leaves with the record book. Like, he just walks out with... The the record book belongs to him. And, of course, most regular season passing yards and most regular season passing touchdowns. But also, those records carry over to the postseason. And, for me, the, the, the starkest one, DRS, right? Currently tied for the second most passing touchdowns in the history of the postseason is Joe Montana and Aaron Rodgers at 45. Tom Brady... 86 playoff passing touch. I mean, the gap is unimaginable. It is careers combined. You have to take Montana and Rodgers combined to get in front of what Tom Brady has done in his NFL postseason career alone. Like, his NFL playoff stats are just, like, probably enough to put him into a Hall of Fame. Truly, truly incredible. And the fact that he leaves still on top is why I think there is still so much disbelief that that's truly it. And then also the way Tom Brady phrases that he's not going to make a competitive commitment, well, it allows us then to stir the pot maybe one last time. Donnie, hot or not, Tom Brady will play in the NFL again.
5: I'm going to say a nod here, but we've seen crazier things happen. Like maybe now that Tom Brady's retired, Drew Brees comes back for one last run to take some of those records away from Tom Brady. And Tom Brady says, no, not so fast. I'm going to come back to a ready-made environment. I can't imagine him coming back and playing because once you stop the body clock, particularly being that old, it's not I mean, We've seen players in the past that get injured, miss two years, come back, or, you know, Michael Vick actually went away to prison and came back, took him a year, but it's like, hey, he's still young and he gets back into shape. You can't shut down a forty-five-year-old body. Like you know what, I'm going to relax this year. You know, forget about the avocado ice cream. I'm going to eat some potato chips and some pizza. You know, crank some beers, and then the next year, like you know what, they're going to make one more run at this thing. Once you shut that body down, trust me, I know at this age because again, my sort of trivia question I gave yesterday on the uh, on Listen Up, Kevin was. Can you name two players in NCAA football action between 96 and 99? Look at me. I'm sitting here. I'm old and broken down, and Tom Brady is just stepping away from a professional career. He's the greatest of all time. Trust me. I shut it down at 22, and by 23, it was a wrap for me, KW.
4: Here's the thing about like Brady shutting it down, though. It's like there's levels, right? So now he goes from eating, like, avocado ice cream to what? Like, Fat-free vanilla, Carrots. right? And slap those jimmies on their DRS and <laughs> like, get himself really jazzed up uh, about like uh, that's Bangles vanilla. vanilla. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, I, I chocolate <laughs> Reese's. We don't have to go through this whole. I, I mean, is he that for radio. Now? Is that what he's doing this yeah, week? Yeah, listen, I you, cut his mic, man. We can't have this guy ruining the integrity of this program. Now, here is the thing, though, with Brady, right? It's become very clear, Donnie. That no one is going to respect his retirement. What do I mean by that? Philip Rivers. Hey man, we're struggling over here. Yeah. You sure you don't want to run it back? Even though you're you know kind of limping on your way out. Hey Drew, I know that you're getting paid a boatload by NBC, and you could barely throw the football on your way out. But uh, things ain't going great here, man. You sure you don't want to hop back onto the field? Like, Tom Brady. Like they're gonna call Tom Brady once a week in Vegas, probably, right? Like I gotta imagine Josh means like, hey, listen, I'm just saying, man. Like, I don't know Derek Carr. Like, he, maybe he walks away. What do you want to do? You want to come back? You want to come get after? Like, you let you let me know here. And I, the thing about Tom is, it's not about money, right? Like, it has nothing about that. It's about like, if I just say, hey, 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 Tom, pretty easy path to the Super Bowl right here. Like, we we got a lot of good stuff cooking. You sure? And he doesn't have to run through a full season. Like, I'm just saying. I wouldn't lay minus 10,000 on under, you know, a half of another career game for Tom Brady because you know they're going to call him Donnie.
5: Yeah, let's see. You know, I love wild scenarios that make no sense. The Kansas City Chiefs, 14-0 heading into December. Mm -hmm. And I know you like this Mm -hmm. one, Ready? Patrick no, Mahomes do this, snaps man. the leg out, don't here. Do this, out for the year this, <laughs> this <guy. laughs> yeah. this guy. he snaps the this leg guy. and tom brady comes this back guy. in here and is like hey look you can lead us to another super bowl what a way to end your career that's the only way but i knew you would love that analysis right there on how he can come back to the nfl
4: i will i mean you can't win with this guy man the one thing i will say just that i have appreciated through going through this process is every time i want to go No one's going to ever touch Tom's records. I just look at, like, where Mahomes is already in four years of playing. I'm like, eh, maybe. Like, Like, Mahomes is already, like, top 10, like, career passing touchdowns in the postseason. But, like, that's all besides that. Tom Brady, the best to ever do it. It's unquestionable. Will we see him again? We'll see. It very well could be. We go from Tom Brady and consistent greatness to Washington, the football team and consistent madness. That's next.
3: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, races, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
6: Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.
3: The legends are true! But overwhelming
1: power! The sauce of destiny. Yes!
2: out
4: hour number one. There are just certain topics that, if there's anything going on, you make sure you pop them into the rundown, right? Big LeBron news makes the cut. Ben Simmons, you know, news makes the cut. Washington football team name-related news always makes the cut. Donnie's had this circled on the calendar for quite some time here. As today is announcement day and don i'll let you handle it from here and you can give people the full breakdown but in typical washington fashion we probably already know what the name is it's just exactly what you
5: expect from the footballs Yes, it is. And it's very poorly done here by the Washington football team, particularly KW, because it took so long to come up with a name. And I used to joke like the easiest thing in sport is to do with social media today. We're getting rid of the Redskins football name. We're retiring that we're going to move into the millennium here and we're going to pick a new name. But you know what? In the time being, we don't understand how to pick a name. So we're just going to go with football team. Which already stuck in my craw because, you know, being an Eagles fan, not a huge fan of the Washington football franchise, terrible ownership, terrible front office, terrible stadium and now you're giving me a Washington football team. And it started to get traction. And KW, as it started to get traction, it started to infuriate me even more as there was a legitimate chance that this team was just going to be called the Washington football team. And the simple fact that I've had to do content over the past couple years and say, what game is today? It's the football team versus the... Are you kidding me? So I don't care what they name the team as long as they name the team. And I love the fact that they botched the name of the team, makes it all that much better but at least next year i can call the washington football team the commanders the brigade whatever it's going to be because who knows maybe they hung up that sign yesterday to throw the people off but the fact that they actually have a name now puts a little bit of smiles on drs's face that i don't have to call them the football team get out of here with that
4: oh man um i might still call them the football team uh. you know the way that some people tried to hang on to the old name, despite the fact of why it was being moved on from, I might just still have to call them the Washington footballs. Apparently it's going to be the commanders. Who knows? Our number two is next.
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, races you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
1: The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes.